2: Hello dear listeners, this edition of Achdung Millwall comes to you in conjunction, in partnership with Pundit, the football quiz game, punditgames.co.uk, go check them out, we retweet them a lot on Twitter. I thought, just as a piece of fun, I'll give you an example of some of the quiz questions that you can find should you buy Pundit for your loved ones. As we loom into the introduction to Christmas. I don't want to say that, but it's true. Anyway, I've got a question for you. This is the kind of question that is typical of Pundit. You score goals by winning, um, by answering questions consistently. Uh, and these are the kinds of questions you might get. So I'm going to do one of these per show, just to give you a bit of a taster. Uh, it's punditgames.co.uk if you're interested in buying the games. a good game, actually, for the football head in your life. Anyway, here's a question This Irish shot-stopper, goalkeeper, started out at Nottingham Forest in 2001, but he never made the grade. He left for Chesterfield in 2005 and became a regular uh, before signing for Morecambe in 2008 and making over 400 appearances in over 12 years for the Shrimpers, for Morecambe, uh, scoring one goal in the process as a goalkeeper. So Morecambe's goalkeeper from 2008 made 400 appearances for them Scoring a goal in the process Now, I haven't got a clue But I'm going to give you the answer At the end of this show So if you're interested if you don't, don't Google it If you're interested I'll read out the answer At the end of the show
3: You're listening to After Normal Broadcasting from the beautiful South Vernon Good afternoon, dear listener from the dead, where we have the visit of 8th place Stoke City against Millwall, who are currently in the bottom half of the table. Not good. So Today's starting lineup: starting with the goalkeeper, Sarkic, with Leonard Hutchinson Cooper, who's signing Norton Cuffey, Savile Mitchell, Brian. Fleming in this bit and Bradshaw. On the bench, Danny McNamara, Murray Wallace, Evans, Watmore, Vogel Sama, Harku, S.A., Bielskowski and also another new signing, one Harding from Robert United. It's, uh, the game's not as packed as it was the other day, that's for sure. Occasion um, occasionally may have got the better Mill fans, the casual ones, who come here for Mr. Berrelson's uh, memorial game, memorial fixture. And now we're back to league action and there's a few more blue chairs to normal. This is Michael Aitley reporting in for Nick Harton's curry on these holly bugs. And as usual, we will report back when anything happens. Come on you guys. And ironically, before the game even starts, the Stoke City fans whack out a Gary Rowett, your football is shit. Ironically, I thought some Millwall fans might join him, but they haven't. They're obviously giving the manager a new chance. So, uh, let's just hope we have a good game so far, for the love of God. And obviously, as well, Gary Rowett has been listening to uh, previous acts of Millwalls and uh, really gone with what uh, Harry and... Fist and neil and all the other people who uh contributed matt webb etc john rankin you you list the shopping list of people who have been uh, phoning in recently but he seems to have uh, listened to us he's now playing three at the back um which is cooper cooper hutchinson and ryan leonards uh, um, in the central positions four across the midfield with the new signing from arsenal savile Mitchell and Brian with Fleming just behind Nisbet and Bradshaw so he's clearly been listening is this the last throw of the dice do we know this but whatever this is whether it's the first throw of the dice the last throw of the dice, the one that hits you a double and gets you in some Mayfair or the one that gets you out of jail if you're playing a game of Monopoly, let's just hope this game goes well and uh, we uh, collect those 200 pounds of a win as we go around the board because uh, yep we need a win here big time. Not going to lie, that's a let-off and half there. Stoke City picking up on a really loose ball on the edge of the penalty area that basically Millwall, Millwall just wanted to look at it even instead of do anything with. He gets played out wide, down to the byline, cut back across two bites of the cherry and somehow two scuffed efforts sees the ball get uh, deflected out for a corner. That's poor, poor from Millwall. The shot from Stoke goes over there and I'll tell you what, if we're going to keep letting Stoke take every half chance and like pass the ball around and look up and nick, nick it around, it's going to be a long afternoon. It's far too easy, Tom. It's far, far too easy. And the thing is, as well though, is that like basically they're getting to the edge of the box, putting their foot on the ball, looking up, and no one's even attempting to make any kind of tackle at the moment. Now what's that second, third time now? Righty, 15 minutes, 0 nil Free kick to Millwall on the left-hand side after uh, after Cooper gets taken down. Yellow card to the Stoke player, whistles about to blow, just literally on the edge of the 18-yard box on the left-hand side, whipped in, keeper spilled it, bicycle kick across, goal, Cooper, saddle, oh. it's deflected over for a corner. See, see, when we actually want to play, this is what we're talking about, bit of pressure. This is what we'd like. So now the corner's going to come in from the left-hand side. It looks like Savile's going to be taking it this time, so we'll stay with this. And Savile lining up to take. He looks up. Referee's obviously keeping his eye on everything that's going on. Fans are in the game now, which is good, but again, it's not their fault after that opening 20 minutes. Lofted in from left foot by Savile. Looks high. Goes up, up to Hutchinson. Big shots for Handball. Out to Fleming on the edge of the box. And just cleared by Stoke City. Big call for Handball now. Yeah, I don't think that that would have been given. Remains nil-nil. Another corner on the left-hand side here from Millwall. Sable swings in. It's high. Up to Cooper. Head is it? Oh, touched over by the goalkeeper for another go- for another corner. It's been, this is better. This is better. This is what you want from the Millwall side. A little bit of a little bit of actually putting the shift in, and you know, when we, when we actually try and we look bothered and we actually want a bit. We're actually we're actually playing a lot better football, and getting the chances. It still remains nil-nil. A little uh, mistake from Fleming now, where he brings the ball down, falls to Savile, and Savile actually gets fouled on the edge of the area. So we've actually uh, done quite well with that one. Um, we are literally on the edge of the D, just about a yard left of the penalty spot. So that gives you an idea of where we are. As Varga, Simon and Watmore are being clapped for uh, wearing a bib correctly in the warm-up. The referee is about to mark out the uh, mark out the wall, and he's he's done the big white line, so we know where it stands. There's a few players standing over at the moment: Fleming, Saville, Brian's just behind it as well, with Bradshaw and Nisbet just in the box. There's two, four, six, eight, nine Stoke players in penalty area, so I think from this one, uh, they're expecting a follow-up or a spill or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, there, there's not a single uh, there's not a single Stoke player within i say 30, 40 yards at a halfway line. Every single player is either in the box or in the D. So the referee's marked it back now. They should hit the target. I always say that if you're 19, 20, 21 yards out, you really should be hitting targets here, especially as a professional footballer, uh, any position, really. Referee's about to blow his whistle, whistle in mouth. He's telling the players to get away from the wall. Spotted down there by Fleming as he takes one, two, three steps back. Is he going to curl this in the top corner? Is Saville going to have a go? Who knows? But we'll see. Coming at the target. Fleming curls it round keeper saves it. Spilled out. Kugel with a header. And a shoulder down by the defender. Everyone's looking for the handball. And a free kick for a late tackle by Tom Bakeshaw. Moments gone stage, Nil-Nil. And Mill will take the lead. A throwing comes in from the right hand There's a big, big, big throw. Because no one knows what's basically going on. There's a couple of little flick ons. It falls to the feet of the new number seven, Kevin Nisbet, who buries it into the bottom corner. And that makes it 1 0 towards it again on the replay. Comes in, Fleming with the header down. It falls a nice touch from the left foot, rolled onto his right into the bottom corner of the Stoke goal. Stoke ain't happy. 1 0 Millwall. Half time here at the Den. And it's Millwall 1 Stoke City 0, after a slow start by Millwall, where basically the backs of their heels were teeing the ground more than their toes they should be running on. We've got into it, So uh, I think Millwall can say they deserve it. he should be 1-0 up, but it weren't for a few shaky starts at the beginning. I will take over Mr. Hart's um, normal halftime tweets. Of, so Chat's underscore 89, we know chats good guy. Um, energy, fight, High tempo, couple of nervous moments, but great first half. Leonard has made a real difference. Norton Cuffey a breath of fresh air. So outstanding and delighted for Nesbitt, a super finish. Can't really say a lot more than that. Well said, chaps. Um, I think, yeah, it was a nervy a few, a few minutes, as we've said, but we grew into it and now it's going. Ned Holmes, a new name that I've not seen so much so far. A shaky start, echoing what chap said. After a shaky start, Mill will have been much the better for two sides and deservedly lead through Kevin and first goal for the club. Stoke have not helped themselves by giving away too many set pieces in their own half. I think myself Stoke is the referee as well. Dan Marsh, Daniel Marsh 92. Nisbet will get the broadest for the goal, which was very good, but Bradshaw has been superb so far and makes such a difference to how we play has really evolved into a meal wall, or a proper meal wall center forward during the past 12 to 18 months. Yeah, and no, I've got to agree with that. i have got to agree with that there. Um, Mr. Nash, you are spot on there. And yeah, so that's pretty much all I can see so far. Not too many other people have done milk tweets, but it's been okay. As I said, we're happy to go in at one 0 And not really, really, not more. Red Fruit and Veggie. Red's a good name. Fruit and Veggie, I like that. Norton Coffee looks so much more dangerous on the right enjoyable half of football. Oh, um, I think we're watching a gift and going fruit and veggie, but enjoyable half of football, that's all we want to see. Us have a pot. Paul can't argue with that first half performance. And well, as I say, you take out that 15 minutes, for. I think you're right. Half time at the den says Richard Cowley, and a very different vibe to last Sunday. Clapped off at the break. Nisbet's goal—the difference. So, yeah, I think you can see there from the halftime tweets where everyone thinks. Pull your finger at Millwall and you actually play some good stuff for the crowd behind you. one nil Millwall corner Tamir Wall now on the left-hand side in the opening minutes of the second half, 48 minutes in. Uh, the referee already having a chin wag with Cooper, who looks about nine foot taller than you know? him. Um, but he's obviously telling them to keep their arms down in the argy-bargy, which you know, what's going to make, you know what's going to happen now. Now he's pointing at Cooper, he's going to give a free kick against Cooper. Straight away, you just know it, don't you? So he's watching them. Corner's about to come in from the left-hand side, looks like Brian's taking it. Stoke player goes down in the box. Cooper gets up well, the ball drops. And it's uh, just hoofed up in the air. Hoofed up in the air. Still in play. Hutchinson and the Stoke player on the outside, just in front of the linesman. Savile does well to win him back. Plays inside to Hutch. Cleared by Stoke City, who now break down the left hand side. And well won back by Billy Mitchell. Good stuff from Millwall, that actually, to keep it all pegged in. It, you know, we actually started the half pretty fresh. I think that bloke there uh, says it quite well. There's a little bit of miscommunication with Millwall. A ball gets played over the top by Stoke City, who we are through on goal. we are running towards goal? there about sort of, sort of 12 to 15 yards out. Millwall try and get back to cover. The ball has a shot. They stinked over the bar. That bloke might think, say what we're all thinking, but that's a proper let out of jail job, isn't it? Yeah, big time. Yeah, big time. Stage one 0 And I'll tell you what, how ominous as the as the sky is getting greyer, they nearly score. How poetic. It remains 1-0 Millwall. It's moments like this. You feel sorry for our uh, pod father, Nick Hart. The thunder and lightning scaring away the pigeons from Birdshit Corner. The one week he's not here. How ironic. Remarkable for Norton Cuffey and Virgil Sama for Nisbet at the subs for Millwall at the moment as we've gone from a 3-4-3 to more of a 4-4-2 to try and contain the game. Stoke are slowly getting more into it. They are knocking on the door and it is starting to creak slightly, I will be honest. Um, a few of the through balls, if they were played better um, by Stoke, would probably have got through the back line if it weren't for some last-ditch defending. Brian, for a really good first half, he yeah, had to be fair, Brian, um, has been caught out a couple of times. Uh, Stoke shot from the edge of the box. And the goalkeeper Mill will go not happy that they're being able to shoot. But this is their third, fourth attempt in the last five-ten minutes where you know they've, they've looked quite dangerous, Stoke. You know, they've just a moment ago they had a breakdown on the left hand side and a cross, which there was appeals for a penalty and a foul. They were soft, but there's still appeals there. The through balls, as I say, if they were hit slightly better or weighted better, would put Mill under more pressure. And I think Stoke, as we say, they're they're, they're getting into it. And we even need, we even need a goal desperately to make it 2-0 and really put the game to bed, or we need to be tired at the back. And as I say that, the ominous thunderstorm that's uh, decided to get over SC16 uh, as Rocky. Savo on the right-hand side now does well. Dinks in cross from the right, ball goes in the air, headed clear by a Stoke defender, headed again, a ball is still in the air. Billy Mitchell with a good challenge on the edge of the box. It's not been a bad half for Millwall compared to the first when the opening 10-15, we were shocking. It has been better, but great tackle there by Leonard. But And now the Stoke player who Ryan Leonard tackled is looking for a foul. It's been better from Millwall. In truth, it's been better from Stoke too. It's, uh, it's quite a tense stuff out here at the moment. Coming into 90 minutes now. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's still 1-0. One thing I will comment on is that... One thing I will comment on is that Millwall's back line is a little bit ropey. I mean, that the left-back and full-back positions have been sort of exploited a few times. And I'll be honest, if I was a Stoke uh, fan, or from Stoke, I'd be wondering why we haven't scored yet. So, literally, and as I say that, there's going to be some 90-minute subs from Millwall with, uh, it looks like Murray Wallace... Coming on for Brian and uh, Fleming coming off for uh, George Evans just to really shore it up. So I think we're going to play nine at the back room in the way this, with these players have come on. But yeah, it's been it's been a little bit shaky that back line. Um, as I say, Stoke will be wondering why they've not scored. But Millwall have done all right this afternoon. They've, they've, they've played pretty well. They've had a few moments. They, they, they have kept it as solid as they can. Um, but a few, sort of, as I say, shaky moments have, have got us gasping. Second corner of the uh, 90 now. Oh, Harding is coming on. Oh! Here we are, Hardin, The forgotten man of Millwall squad. Coming off for of Tom Bradshaw, who gets a stand innovation and rightly so. Great performance by the Millwall number nine today. Excellent, excellent work. And we've got the job of a corner to defend now. So yeah I think now, yeah I think with the exception of Bergelsheimer every single player on the pitch is a defender, defensive midfielder or a defensive player. Nothing says panic than ten defenders, ain't that right? That big yeah, absolutely right. Ball's played short from the corner there to Stoke, into the ten. corner whipped in. Cross is Whipped in. Is he going out for a is he going out for that? Another... He's going out for another corner. I can't see how that's a corner but it's the third corner in a matter of seconds that, me, that the Stoke have had. We're in 95 minutes and 20 seconds. This is gonna go any minute now to find a whistle. The corner comes in, flicked on, they've been the post in the last minute. They've been the post in the last minute of the game. The referee has got to blow up now, surely. It's nearly game over. Jesus Christ, that was close. Stoke now playing some 1-2 football, the atmosphere is back here, the ball's gone, the referee's got He's giving He's it, still being played, the game's still being played now, big ball played long up to the front line, dealt with by Jake Cooper. He drops to Stoke, he goes wide for a goal kick. Oh dear me, dear me, this uh, very tense. It's got to be over any minute now. We've got to be blowing it. And there's that. ironically, there's a rainbow in the middle of the pitch. There we are again this time. If that's not a sign of good luck, I don't know what is. If this referee does not blow this final whistle now, there is something seriously wrong with the game. Get this ball out. Boot it long. And are we ready to go? The ball's up. The referee's got to blow now. We're at 97 minutes he's done it, whistles in up, there you go come on you Lions 1-0 Millwall wow, what a roller coaster. those last few minutes, do you enjoy those last few minutes? yeah, whoa, let them come, come let, let them come, come. let them come let them all come down to the let them all Here we go dear listener, 1-0 Millwall and here comes status quo, three points in the bag for Millwall's mill, mill men, this is Michael Avery signing out on behalf of Acton Millwall. Here we go, here, here we go. are oh here we go, ball, and we're hitting the road here we go, Wall-a-ball. Rocking Wall-a-ball. all up road Listen to it dear listener.
4: Achtung, Millwall.
2: Huge thank you to Michael Avery for a bit of live in-game coverage from yesterday's pretty good in the end, 1-0 win over Stoke City. Listeners, I'm going to confess to you up front, I've only seen the extended highlights on, on Mill TV, but joining me to give his um, I-was-there expertise is Graham Payne. How are you doing, Graham? Yeah, good, Nick. Yeah, good to get a win. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say pretty, I actually did use the words pretty good win, yeah. but I mean, I'm going by the edited highlights, extended highlights, rather. And I've got to say, it looked like a pretty mixed bag. I don't want to be a buzzkill for anybody out there, but I was really struck from the clips that I saw, Graham, that um, there are still defensive issues that need to be resolved, I think. Yeah. Um, but we, we seem to look a lot better going forwards. How did you see the game? What was your take on yesterday's win, mate? Uh, first off, very good.
5: Um, like the two, you know, the five at the back with two proper wing backs as I call it, it seemed to work. Yeah. Uh, the two up front, I yep. like that. Um and it you know, the first half was what, you know, it's been said many a time, Millwall chaos. We got the goal. Nesbitt took the goal, you know, smart finish. Um the yep. second half, no um they made uh, four subs at half time, totally changed the way they were playing. And the drop-off, I don't know, I've said it on the chats, but I think we've got issues with fitness and all, because the drop-off in the second half was just, you know, uh, I don't think, I'm not sure. I think we may have had one attack in the second half, but I mean, it was just, Yeah. It was just, um, it was just, I mean, I'm not picking on one bloke, but Joe Bryant, he was puffing off for about 60 minutes because he was outside of the pitch. And they they sensed that, and they were bombing down the left, uh, our right side, for a lot of the second half. But I do think there is concerns. I find that I, I, about the fitness. But.
2: I've seen that mentioned. Mm. I've seen it mentioned around the the you know obviously I got home uh, listeners last night from holiday, so I've been away for the week. So I was picking it picking up the pieces last night, but I picked that up, Graham. Mm. Fitness, and I want to come back to that because one thing I did uh, strike me. Um, there was four changes, starting lineup: um Sarkic, a back three of Ryan Leonard coming into the team, Cooper with his new contract signed this week, and Hutchinson. Then we've got the new boy, Norton Cuffey, um, come back to him in a moment. Joe Bryan, you've mentioned already, Savoy Mitchell, Fleming, and then a front two of uh, Tom Bradshaw, Kevin Nisbet, uh, scorer of the goal, which was a really well-taken strike, I thought. Some really good skill on the ball in that first half. Um, you've mentioned fitness. A lot of people have been saying the same things online. And I was struck by Gary. I don't know if you've seen Gary Rowan's post-match interview because um, obviously last week was last week. A lot of words got said that um, I think have, you know, cut him to the quick slightly, Graham. But I, whether it's deserved, whether the abuse is deserved or whether the criticism is, which I think is probably more to the point, that I think that was deserved, whether it's... Expressed in a way that's always for the best. I don't know, but it's Millwall at the end of the day. You're not going to get the Oxford Union debating society, are you? You're going to get it put bluntly and to the point, and that was what happened, in my opinion, at Norwich last week. Um, but he's, he's got a slightly um, what's the word? It's not it's not passive aggressive. He's clearly he's clearly hurt because he says I'm still the I'm still the same manager as I was last week, and. Um, you know, uh, how he put it here, I found it somewhere. Um, I'm still the same manager. Um, you pay your money, you have your choice or something of that kind. And I've, oh, he's clearly still got the arsehole about it, Graham. And I, I find that quite, don't know, don't know, uncomfortable, yeah. given what I'm reading about players' fitness. You know, if if, if good quality players, Joe Bryan seems to be a good quality player, but if he's not fit, then you're going to struggle in that last half an hour. And Teams like Stoke clearly adapt, don't they? Yeah. which we don't seem to do so well.
5: No, no. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think he is, he obviously is pissed off with what was said at Norwich last week and that seems to be his favourite saying at the moment about paying your money, you know, you can take your choice. But yeah, I, I think questions have to be asked about the fitness. I mean, what went on in pre-season because they don't look fit and they, they do seem to gas after about 60 minutes. And he stood at like school farm yeah. yesterday. Mo- most people sitting around me were saying the same thing. You know,
2: he looks he looks done for. Yeah, like, not yeah. just bright, but the, the whole I mean, I, energy I, I, of the side,
5: the drop off from the first half to the second half was just you know quite. You could see it. It was it was quite evident.
2: Well, what's the, I mean the the questions that I have, and I'm I'm only going by the the extended highlights, which give a little bit more of a picture. I mean, there was no full match coverage so they've only gone by the uh the 10 minute clip that uh mill put on but it's notable that there's i think you said already that there's like it was it seemed like bombardment by stoke in the second yes. half and we i've written really, we seem to be clinging on like we're um a lower league fa cup tie you know playing against a higher place club we're clinging on for grim death um the commentator it wasn't um, Max or, or or Carl. It was like a generic commentary they've got on there. says, where have Millwall been in this second half? I've, so I've written great question. I, I've, <laughs> I've, I've seen, seen that. that yeah, because that was on
5: that ten minute highlights. I've seen that. That was on Sky do them as well. And I, that was a comment I was going right. to pick out what the guy said. Where were Millwall
2: in the second half? Yeah. <laughs> so so you know I mean and I've written um. Passive, passive indignation by Gary Rowett, which I, I, I don't think is. I think that's misplaced because I think you know, as he calls them, you pay your money, you, you make your choice. Yes, people do pay good money to go and follow Millwall. A lot, you know, nineteen hundred went up to Norwich last week. We've had, including Stoke. Yes, the fifteen thousand at, at the Den, and various other full houses that you and me have been yeah. in in the ground for over the previous months. Um. I think people are entitled to call it when they see, you know, call bullshit when they, they hear it or when when they see it because that's that's the essence of the transaction. I, I think his indignation is a bit misplaced given that we've clung on pretty much for a, a decent win over a decent side, I think. But, you know, it's still, we've dodged a few bullets on occasion. I mean, some of the chances that Stoke missed yesterday, Graham, yeah. look like, absolute howlers you know how how we've escaped that the final moment that was hit the post yeah. um from the corner and the guys i know, how did we dodge that yeah. there must be we thought it cause there, there a we're, bit of god's in the sky yeah. that have taken a hand in it like olympus because it
5: hit the post and the guy standing there and he, he completely misses it doesn't he i mean he's put it wide um but he and also sarkis pulled up a brilliant save towards the end i, thought, yeah. I said that's in and he took off and tipped it round so I think that was his best game. That was a deflected shot. Yeah. I think that's.
2: Deflected shot as well. So he did did well. I think yeah. that's his
5: best game I've seen him because I think he's looked a bit shaky, but he, he was okay yesterday, from, you know, with his catching and it, even his kicking was better. So, yeah, I think that was his best game he's had since coming to the club. So.
2: I mean, we seem to make a nervy start. There was an early chance for Stoke where there was a ball in from the left. I think their man got down the wing. There was a it was split the defence with ball yeah. over the top, crossing from the left side. And they seem to have two men, three. And again, I, I would call that howler if I was a Stoke fan. How they would not put that in it, I, I don't know. But it, we, we dodged a the bullet there. But then we didn't seem to press on and bring, as as others have said, you've said it, Mill chaos to yeah. the to the table where we've we've played quite well. I mean, it was a few great things to see. I've written down here, which is great to see a traditional Jake Cooper header, which I don't. I can't remember the last time I saw it no. got saved. So, you know, but he's got it got it behind it on uh, power on target. Great to see a traditional Jake header, uh, well saved. And great to see a traditional Zian free kick on target. Also, in fairness, well saved. So, two great things to see there. I mean, obviously, I haven't seen the bulk of the half, but um, it looked like we were a little bit more at it than on the front foot, I think, as Gary Rowett was calling for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we seem to take the game by the scruff of the neck in the first half.
5: Yeah, we did. Um, there was another free kick where they didn't show in the highlights. Fleming took from out wide and he, he took another shot and it fizzed in and the keeper saved that as well, but they didn't seem to show that one. But um, yeah, no. uh, the, the two, the two wing-backs in the first half was, you know, bombing right on and that Norton Cuffey was getting down the line. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're, to me, that's in all the time he's played five, that's the first time ever, really, we've had two proper what I call backs playing the system. Not, you know, not fillings, no disrespect. Danny McNamara, Murray Wallace. I suppose Scott Malone wasn't too bad, but them two are what I call backs and can play the system, you know, and it was good to see. What did
2: you make of Norton Cuffey? Yeah. Norton Cuffey looked good? He looked good,
5: yeah. yeah. He looked good. I think they took him off in the second half, maybe because he's not had much football, I don't know. but Much game I, time. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised. We were surprised when he went off. Uh, but he changed the system then, and he put Leonard, who, who was excellent yesterday, Leonard. He really was. It Made such a difference having him in the free at the back. No, you know, again, no. I know he takes a lot of stick, Mary Wallace, but Leonard. And then they moved Cooper over to the left-hand side, and he had a brilliant game as well. So yeah, and they, they took Norton Cuffey off and brought and put Leonard at right back and paid four at the back. Yeah, you know? but um, right, but yeah, he looked pretty. He, did, he looked promising. Norton Cuffey definitely.
2: Um, it, do you think it lifts the pressure on railway? I mean, is, is is he out of the woods for you, or is he halfway in, or is he halfway out of the woods ground for you? I
5: think he's still <laughs> halfway in, Nick. I don't think he's, I don't think uh, it's completely gone, because uh, no, um, you know, I just think I know I've said it. You know, he, I think things have just gone a bit stale at the club with it all. And Matt, you know, I know he's brought in this and coffee, but I don't know. After you know, I think you've said it in last week's one. Are the players? You know, I've
2: had enough of Gary Rowett. I don't you know. Could... No, and, and, and as I mentioned, the post match interview, and I, I find these um, interviews fascinating in a way because the football industry is a world where it seems as though you, you your expectation of, of the customers that they will pay a lot of money one way or the other. You know, you're kind of there as some kind of um, uh, consumer that doesn't have the right to think. You know, twice about uh, criticizing. Well, you mustn't criticize the manager because he makes the point it's ridiculous so early in the season to be feeling the pressure. He said that in uh, speaking to Max post game, and I do wonder what world they live in because you know it, I don't know what his wages. I, I don't know how much he gets, but I don't, I don't want to know. To be honest, not my business. But he let's let's settle on the fact ground he's a highly paid individual yeah. in a public facing role. Um, You know, where at a club where it's historically known that the crowd will let you know quite swiftly if what they're seeing is not good enough, if the effort levels are not what they expect to see. So you can't be surprised when you're you're turning out turgid stuff and then somehow you hear, you know, you you get the heat, you you hear about it. Mm. We can always talk about the choice of words, um, but that's football. You know, he's, he's, he's been around it long enough, he must know. But this this kind of strange um, sense that you're not entitled to to you're not entitled to to have an opinion, I find quite weird. Um, it's almost like he was wanted to make his point back in the in the post match. Um, as I say, it gave me an underdog in the FA Cup vibe yeah, in was, the second half. Right, uh, holding on for grim death. Definitely. Is not there that. something to build on? Do you, oh, yeah, is, there, is did you take the like, the sense that there's something to build on there, or is it still job half done for you?
5: Uh, job I've done. I still think you know. I, feel, I still think we're two or three players sh- short. I, I still think we need another centre half, someone with a bit of pace. Um, maybe uh, another forward as well, just for a different option. Yeah. Uh, but whether we get anyone else in, I don't know. But the squad is still down on numbers from last season. But,
2: the, the the fitness questions. So yeah is a thing. I mean I was really struck by how much space Stoke were being given. They changed their tactics. You but you're gonna a manager at Gary Rowric's level's gotta expect decent teams to change according to what they're they're starting. I mean if only we could adjust the yeah. <laughs> same way. Um but the the space that we're giving you know there were team, Stoke that looked like they could shoot from distance and you know on another day they might have got one or two of those chances but we give them so much space and time to it's been a repeat theme yeah. you know in in this in this new season we have given them easy easy times on the edge of our penalty area and then look surprised when shots are, are hard on target or going in the net so you know the, the there's much to be relieved about, but I, I took away a sense that there's still a lot of work to be done. And if you know, if, if as others have said, and as you've said today, that we're we're falling short on the fitness front, I that is a major area of concern. Because what's the what's the conditioning stuff? What's Gary Rowett been doing? You yeah. can't keep moaning about the crowd having a dig at you if you're not doing these basic things. Other teams have prepped. Yeah,
5: yeah. I mean, as you say, enough people have noticed it the fitness you know it's not just one or two people it's quite a lot of people saying it online and you know as you say what, what's the conditioning co- a guy the coach what's he been doing what what what, what they've
2: been doing on well, what do you think to the uh, i mean uh, the, the obvious answer and the obvious reply the, the point would be made that we've had a major loss in the close season with john berylson and i i accept that but i don't believe that is an excuse for not doing basic football work because you and me have worked in different spheres in our life and, you you know, you lose managers at times and it's a, a very tragic thing to have lost um, someone so central to the club. But I don't see how that can stop you or would stop you doing basic fitness training and getting yourself match fit ready for a new season because that, John Berylson wouldn't have been on the training ground. So his loss in that sense wouldn't have made an impact on that. I, I get there's an emotional loss and I, I understand that, but... It shouldn't have got in the way of um, fundamental stuff like getting yourself match ready for a, a long, hard season. So I don't accept that. Do you? I, I don't no, think I don't buy that as an t- excuse. Totally
5: agree with what you're saying, Nick. No, that that sort of thing, it's just the basics of being a foot. You know, being a football manager, football club. I know that that had to deal with the, what had gone on, but it, it shouldn't have. Uh, you shouldn't have lost track of what was what you were actually preparing for for the season. So I. I don't know. I'd like to know what what they actually you know what went on because I don't I don't think they're fit enough.
2: Play praise where it's due. Um, I, I want to mention Kevin Nisbet's goal because that really was a standout goal for me, Graham. And yeah. maybe close on on a positive because yeah. there were some good moments, especially in the first half beautifully taken goal i think this 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 striker is a top buy for us the way he worked the space to put away that little chance in the first half i think was um masterful i haven't seen that level of, of finishing from from nothing really because it was a long throw and isn't it wonderful to see a, a long throw generate a goal because i don't know when i last saw a long throw create a chance let alone a goal you know so that's that's there's been a few positives and we've mentioned already the um, the Jake Cooper header and 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 the, and the Zian Fleming. So perhaps let's let let's leave it on a positive rather than be a buzzkill, Graham. Let's, let's yeah, say yeah. that was and that I, was I, I a good I, first half.
5: I've already said two two outstanding players for me were Jake Cooper, he was excellent. Some of the tackles he put in, and and Ryan Lennon, right. and all, that, he was excellent. And all. it was good to see him back. You know, I don't know why he's not featured so far this season, but you know, hopefully, hopefully, if he if he can stay fit, because I think he
2: He's, you know, he's a
5: vital member of our squad.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Good to talk to you on a Sunday morning, grand. Big thank you for joining us on the show, mate. Cheers, Nick. And um, we'll be back after these messages with some more post-match voicemails for you, dear listeners. Stay tuned.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
4: Achtung, Achtung. Huge
2: thank you to Graham Payne joining me on a Sunday morning. Um, just a few personal thoughts, and I thought I'd have a quick run through some of the um, post-match tweets that I've, I've picked out. Um, Dolbes gets my it gets my sense. I mean, I, I, as I said to Graham, I said, I said it on the show already, listeners. I hadn't seen the full stretch of the game yesterday. I was hoping to uh, see the the full match rerun i was actually going to watch it for you listeners i got up early and got back from holiday last night but i'll get up early watch that wasn't on there so i've only got the uh, edited highlights the extended highlights rather but from what i picked up I'm on am on um second dolbs who summarizes yesterday said be happy to watch that type of football in the first half all season but the reality is we will get more of the second half type of football i think we ended up with eight defenders on the pitch at the end Rowett is not out of the water yet. Let's see how it goes next week. Next week is at Birmingham. I'm hoping to get up for the Brum game away. So we'll see how that works out. Um, I think I'm with you, Dolbs. I think that um, I'm guarded. I mean, obviously happy for the win. Who's not happy for the win, listeners, as we've just said? Um, But I've got to say there are still some uh, lingering senses of um, question marks and disquiet. Um, Tony Monday. Um, always always with a, a, his own opinions, a, a big shout-out to Tone. Um, he says, in a, t- a, in a team of very good performances, Ryan Leonard was out-fucking-standard, says Tone, out-fucking-standard. Uh, couldn't fault any player, really. Fleming looked back to himself, and Norton Cuffley would be a proper player for us. this says, I'm really interested to see Norton Cuffley. And it's good to see, at least in the first half, Fleming um, looking uh, looking dangerous once again. Um. Finally, well done, Gary Rowett says, uh, Tony. Well, these players gave their all. Um. Yes, I, I, I can, I can get that. Whilst also raising questions, I think. Um, I, I'm, I'm not an our Rowett out person, listeners, but I do think there are areas of improvement. Let's leave it there. That's got to be made. And I think if they can improve, it's a good start. Um, certainly, the result was a good start from yesterday. Uh, Tom S says Rowett has let Mill Twitter pick the team. Let's see if we know any more than he does. Um, I think that's another thing that's slightly bothered me, that he was drag kicking and screaming to this this, this formation with proper players now. So he's been able to make the signings. So maybe that's the other side of that coin, Tom, um, with, uh, with Brian hopefully fit enough to, to do more than 60 minutes and Norton Cuffley, who has not played an awful lot of football either. But anyway, these are proper players in proper positions. And that formation does at least allow us to exploit some of our more attack-minded individuals. Um, J. P. makes a point. I think we made it already within conversation with Graham when Mill win a game against a good team, who also actually managed to have chances in the game of football. We're papering over the cracks, he says. In inverted commas, is quoting some of the uh, the downbeat comment um, on on lines to take the three points. There is no easy game in this league, and it's never going to be comfortable for ninety minutes, Jake Clark says it was a very hard grind in the second half, but a great win and a big turnaround from last week senior players led by example, Leonard a fantastic addition, Sav and Cooper also outstanding Um, last one I think, um, I'm going to pick out a controversialist by the name of John Kelly, big welcome back to John Kelly, I always enjoy John's views and opinions, he says he's delighted for Gary Rowley. he's a good guy, humble hardworking and he didn't deserve that abuse last weekend um yeah we've mentioned the abuse already whether you want the uh, the wording or not i don't know um i think the criticism certainly worked because now here we are with an improved performance or so certainly at the start perhaps of the uh start of the end of the beginning to go all Chilean on you dear listeners there we are Going to call it quits there for this section. Um, just want to say a big thank you to everyone that's contributed to the show. Uh, Michael, Graham this morning. And now, to follow this sequence, it will be the voicemails that have been submitted to us. Big thank you to everyone that sent their their contributions through. So I'm going to close out there. I'm going to go up to Birmingham next week. If you're up at St Andrews, come and say hello to me if you see me. Um, I should be uh, in the ground. And um, it be nice to get... Uh, Get your take on where we're at as, as a side at the moment. So, anyway, until then, until next week, big thank you. Thank you, for, thank you to you for listening, dear listeners. And so, bye for now. Hello?
7: Hi, Nick. Um, Simon. Um, just giving my thoughts on uh, today's game against Stoke. Um, what difference six days make? Um, a performance where... To be fair it was a performance. Um, a formation that works, players playing in their preferred position,
3: two up top, bit of fight, bit of fashion, bit of fucking arsehole. And hey Presto, we pull out three points. Maybe Gary Rowick can actually learn a fucking lesson from this, but we'll see.
6: Um, big test next Saturday, big test next Saturday against Birmingham. Um if we pick up a point from there, I'll be well happy with that. Um, but onwards and upwards. Come on, you lines.
8: Hello, Joe from Chicago. Pretty happy with that win. Bradshaw and Nisbet need to be on the field together at all times. They clearly know how to play off one another. Also curious, do they look alike? Because they looked alike to me on the broadcast. Uh, Gary Rowett still talking a lot of smack. Uh, to the supporters after the match. Uh, I would advise him to say less. Uh, Sarkic made that one very nice save. The ball bounced off the post, and it was clearly a Millwall kind of day. I'm a little concerned about Sarkic. He leaves his line way too early, way too frequently. But overall, a nice day. It's nice to see Millwall consistently beat Stoke at the den. It's a good thing to be able to do. Nice to feel good about Millwall for a week. Who knows if it'll last. Cheers. Have a good one.
4: Hi, Nick. Uh, Jim Hackett calling in here with some comments after the massive game in Gary Rowell's season. The biggest uh, game that will show us whether we want to stay at the, the club or not. Uh, or Saturday, is what I call it. Um, I think nobody can complain after that today. I think uh, the first half, we came out the blocks well, showing all the energy and the passion and the forward thinking, I think, that, that was missing over the last couple of weeks. And I think our two wide players in the first half looked fantastic. Um, I think it did show where we've been lacking, probably last season and obviously this season as well. But I thought... Um, Norton Cuffy on the right and Joe Bryan on the left. I thought first half they were dominant on the against their opponent, and I thought it allowed the rest of the team to play really well. And I'm really comfortable now looking at that. I thought Hutch and uh, Cooper at, at the back as well had a fantastic first half and and got most things right, didn't make a lot of mistakes. And going forward, everything seemed to work very well. I think Ryan Leonard going in there seemed to give it a bit of composure and. If I'm honest, he looks to, to be the, the pair of legs that we le- we've needed since the beginning of the season. So, let's hope that, obviously, he stays fit and if he's going to continue playing three at the back or five at the back, then, you know, that looks probably at the moment our best bet. Um, obviously, you know, the time will tell, but these are the sort of games where we we play like that and everybody thinks that's it then, you know, the season's turned around. But as all things Millwall, the second half came and and it was the other way around. And I think whether it's fitness issues, which it could very well be, or lack of playing together, but our our sort of team went back into their shell again and and it's not great. I think um, looking at it from the outside, I suppose, I think Brian ran out of steam, Nisbet ran out of steam. Um, I thought Savile and Billy didn't get on top of the game too much as well as they had in the first half. And and that meant that we we didn't get that front football and uh, allow Stoke to come at us. But I think when you look at the the changes Stoke made at half-time, they've got enough in their squad to bring four players on can actually make a difference to a whole game, not just, you know, they they can change their tactics. Unlike us, we'll bring a player on for the sort of player we've got. So I think maybe that's our future we should be looking at, where we can have a, a big enough squad to make changes tactically and not just replace like for like. But I think uh, second half, we, we got away with it, obviously, that day at the post, they dominated most of the attacks. But again, it's uh, it's about time we had a bit of luck, and uh, I, I felt really sort of glad for Gary Rowe at the end, because I think he t- he put up some stick. But you could tell later in the week, once he got Norton Cuffey over the line, everybody seemed a little bit galvanised, everybody seemed a little bit more positive. So... Very happy with that, and obviously the three points made everything. One mention, I suppose, for Sarchic and his his fantastic save at the end. I think if that had been George Long, he might have saved it, but I think it, the the shot would have been a lot lower and along the floor, which means he wouldn't have saved it. But yeah, good on Sarchic. It was uh, it was what he's paid to do, and it was fantastic save that again kept us in the game. And everybody else, I think I can't moan about any of the players. I think everybody was a little bit up and down. But at the same time, that first half gave me lots of uh, positive uh, vibes to go forward with. And and I think that we can all do that. OK, Nick. Good luck then. On to the next one. Come on, you Lions.
6: All right, Nick. Dave Collins here. Hope you're well. Um, what to say about today's performance? Well, um, a win. A win's a win. It's a positive I thought Jake Cooper was probably man of the match. He made um, some really good last-ditch tackles. Had a great header in the first half, which uh, the keeper made a really... uh, made a blinding save, really. Nisbet, first goal. Took it really well. No more than really half a chance, but lovely placement into the bottom of the corner of the goal. Um, And the keeper, Sarkic... um, Made a really good save late in the game. I think his confidence uh, can only be boosted from that, and hopefully, uh, we might start seeing um, better of him. Probably, it was uh, a shot that Long <laughs> would have probably let in. I don't want to dwell on that, but uh, yeah, good save from Sarkic. Um, negatives, second half performance. Well. I mean, Stoke made them four changes at half-time and then they just dominated the game second half for me. Their midfield overpowered our midfield. In fairness, I know we talk about our wobbly defence, but the, the ease of the way that they just slice through our midfields. And it, it it's happened in other games already this year. And I know, you know, we like Dinori, we like Savile, you know... Um, but at the moment there's something drastically wrong with that diff- uh, midfield because teams when they step it up when they start passing the ball with pace when they start running off the ball with pace they just slice through us and it ends up as quick as the ball goes up it comes back so we need to need to need to make changes or we need to do something tactically in that midfield to shore it up because at the moment Teams are just slicing through us. Um, weird start of the season, though, because we've got six points now. When you look at them games at the start of the year, Middlesbrough and Norwich away, Bristol City and Stoke at um, home, you would have taken six points for them four games. So although we've only really performed for one and a half games out of the four... We've probably got our goal out in four games, which is six points. So strange, really. And um, I still think we're probably going to need a a centre-half on loan if it's not too late. And uh, we just need someone in the midfield to step up and almost be the leader. Because at the moment, we just don't see anyone. But uh, anyway, onwards and upwards. Come
7: on, you Lions. Hi, Nick here, mate. Uh, I was too depressed last week to, uh, to phone in, mate, I wanted to top myself, but um, uh, and then today uh, I survived the five heart attacks in the last five minutes, so it's all good, um, yeah, relieved, relieved to get the three points, obviously very scary second half, but, um, but yeah, listen, I'll take that every week, mate, uh, the first half was fantastic, back to our normal selves, no, I'm not going to say a lot today, I just want to just say well done to um, Cooper, one of Cooper's Best ever performances today. Some of them tackles he was pulling out were just unbelievable. Leonard, fantastic, looks fit, touch woody, stays fit. That tackle we done on the halfway line was out of this world, mate. Out of this world. Um, and mate, my other my other standout was Bradshaw. The guy just did not stop running. I don't know how he does it, and I'm sure if if we play him alongside Nisbet he will he will help create opportunities for nisbit because you know bradshaw is a pain in the ass for defenders it's as simple as that the guy doesn't stop running um has to play we have to play him to every single game mate Nisbet was he, he was just you know not his own fault but he was just dying on his own up there but you know with bradshaw there mate i can see uh, i can see things getting better and better so um so yeah, um just you know massive, massive well done to the team and, and them three Leonard, Cooper, and Bradshaw. Outstanding. And listen, well done to Gary Rower. He took a lot of stick last week. The um I think it was more of a like a 3-5 uh, two because on the warm-up with uh, Adam Barrett, there was only the three central defenders. So I think he was hope, you know, he was telling his wing backs play a bit more forward. So yeah, all good. Um, happy Saturday evening that last, year So uh excellent coming you lines.
9: Hi Nick. Um John Rankin just called in now for the uh victory against Stoke, uh one nil from Mercury Way. Um and hi listeners and hi um fellow supporters of the Lions Food Hub. And uh yeah, well oof, that was a close run thing in the second half First up I thought we looked good. Um <clears throat> the way the round is set up. Was interesting, very important that the number 10 um, does a shift in that uh, style of of south because you're very light in the midfield. And I think Ziam played better than he did certainly against Norwich and against uh, Bristol City, certainly. Um, He got the assist for the first goal, Nisbet took it well, and we looked good. Ryan Leonard played well, Uh, Cuffey um, played brilliant. Uh, Joe Bryan looked good, but he did fade away in the second half. So all in all, yeah, I mean it was a it was a solid first half and a good reaction. Second half, different story. Stoke made lots of changes. Technically, they looked very good. Um, they were really moving the ball about well. I think <laughs> um, I haven't checked the stats, possession, uh, the possession assististics, when the possession in the second half, but blimey, I think they had 99% of the ball. I mean. We tried to make a few breakaways, but essentially it was just defending against an onslaught. I've got to say, I think a better team would have finished the chances. They had five or six very, very good chances on goal. One absolute sitter. I mean, the second half, the guy just put it over the bar. So, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Rowett escapes from jail again. It would have turned toxic if we'd have lost. Um, There wasn't, you know, it wasn't a pack then. And there wasn't sort of rapturous applause afterwards. Um, it was job done. Three points. Stopped the uh, mini losing streak. Showed a bit of fight in the first half, certainly. And a bit of die-hard defence in the second. A lot of work to do, um, but at least it's a win on the board. So, over and out. Come on your lines.
10: Hi Nick, Matt Webb here. Um, after that Hard working, I'll put it, hard working 1 nil win against Stoke. Um, well, <laughs> you play two up top, see what happens. Um, first half, much better than what I've seen over the past few weeks. And having two up top gives Nisbet the chance to find spaces and put the ball back in the net. It was an absolute great finish. Not because of the power, but it was more of the positioning, the placement, and just the sheer quality of that goal. But I was really pleased. I was really pleased with the fact that um, he got his goal, and I was really pleased that the formation of 5-3-2 was used. Um, Leonard coming in was a, uh, a good decision, very good decision in my opinion. I thought it was really good today. Uh, the new boy did really well, and you could just tell he's a class above Danny McNamara. Um, love Danny Mac, but this lad from Arsenal, he's uh, yeah, he's he's the next level up. So um, well done in obtaining his services for the year. Come second half, and then Stoke brought on the four at half time, which. Well, to be fair, it was Stokes' second half, and if they had any quality in their final third, I think would have put us to bed. So, um, in that sense, we we did well in containing them, and we were lucky, obviously, at the end of the game with that uh, corner that came in and hit the post. It was an absolute... uh, Hats off to Sarkic with that save at... With a few minutes to go, it was an absolute blinder of a save. I was right behind that, and as soon as he hit that, I actually said the word goal. And then to pull out that save was, well, that was different class. That was really, really good. I was really pleased to see that. And hopefully that will build confidence in the boy that he comes forward. Um, yeah, no, we kept uh, the, the chance of Gary Raleigh football shit was uh, muted today. Only in the away section. Um, it was hard working today, and you, that's all you can say. And that's what we want from you. All. you know, we we can accept performances that are not going to be great, as long as the results. I mean, football is a results business. And you know, at the end of the day, if we've got a W next to our name and three points on the board, I don't care how bad how bad we play. A win's a win, in my opinion. So I'm pleased with that. And now we travel up to. Uh, Birmingham next week. I have to drive now because of the uh, the trains, which is fantastic. love them. Man of match to me, I was split. I was actually split between Georgie Savile and Jake Cooper. Um, I thought both of them were outstanding today. Um, but for the, for the sake of his open letter and how much he loves the club and he signed it on, I'm giving it to JC today. But honestly, Georgie Savile was a very close second. So we'll see you all at Birmingham. Come on, you Lions.
2: The answer to the question, the pundit question, dear listeners. I've never heard of this chap, Lucas Akins. Lucas Aikins is Morecambe's goalkeeper from 2008. That's the kind of question, hard questions. Uh, to be found in punditgames.co.uk. Check them out. Another question in the next show?